Obviously, it's titled After Sabbatical. Uh, Pastor Barb and I are going to speak this morning, if you haven't figured that out yet. And to start with, we just wanted to say, as big as we could, thank you. Thank you to all of you for giving us what turned out to be nine weeks off. Uh, we really did relax. We were able to regenerate. It might not show today, but okay, we worked on our house a lot, did some things that I hadn't been able to do in years because I was doing my uh, studies with the master's program, so a lot of things got let go, and we finally got the house looking halfway decent again, at the least outside. the outside. <laughs> now, now I've got to work on the end. But we wanted to say thank you to you, the whole church. Uh, for letting us take that time off. And you were so kind to us during that nine weeks. And we also wanted to thank Pastor Roger, uh, who he, he took the brunt of um, all the stuff going, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. Thank you, Roger, for just being here. You're a, a brother, a friend, uh, one of our leaders. And Pastor Ron, the same thing. I know you filled in the pulpit. You were there for others. You were praying with people. Thank you. God bless you guys. And not least of all, Melinda, yes. And she was like Gal Friday or Gal Wednesday, Thursday, uh, covering the office for us and just making sure things got done. Every now and then we'd get a little text, do I need to worry about this? And thank you. You are just thank so you. amazing. And Woo! everything went great. And I also wanted to thank uh, Ellis and uh, uh, Gary for working back there with the kids because, you know, our daughter-in-law had Troy and Sarah had their baby. Hey! <laughs> Have you shown him off yet? Is he asleep? Uh, don't wake him. Oh, I was going to have you bring him up Aww. and just show him off, but maybe at the end. But uh, anyway, I know they appreciate everything you guys are doing to, so that they, they, she doesn't have to worry about all the stuff going on down there. And all the moms, of course, working in the nursery. So with that said, it's time to release. <laughs> I expected you to run up here and stop us. But I thought, well, if she did, it would just work into it. Hey, Melinda, no. Every time we watched it on live stream, you kept running up here. And we giggled. Yeah. <laughs> I that liked was fun. it. <laughs> and what you guys are going to miss while you're walking out is we are having our 20th anniversary celebration. September the 18th. Everybody say that. So we have completed, Barb and I have been here just completing 20 years. Uh, as Mount Hope Church, now the hope. Yeah. And we are going to have Dr. Dave Williams speaking on that Sunday, which is only two weeks from today. Oh, my goodness. That's hard to believe. And we're also going to have one of our dear friends, uh, Scott, and then his wife, Ruth uh, Thompson, missionaries to... I, I want to say Indonesia. Yeah, something like that. And One of those countries. <laughs> they're going to do a little window on the world for us. So it's going to be an amazing Sunday. And then afterwards, we're going to have snack treats. Yeah, we we're going to have snacks, finger foods, finger and foods, desserts. Um, yeah. And we'll see how fast that can be yeah. eaten, right? That's right. And that's in two weeks, September the 18th. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's and now correct. it's your turn. Yay! So we are launching our core class. Yeah, you know what we didn't do? What? I'll go ahead and go through that first. What didn't we do? We didn't pray. Oh, well, let's pray. You want to pray? Sure. Father God, I just thank you for this service. I thank you for each and every one in here. Lord, I know you have a special impartation for each one in this room. God, we just ask you right now to open their ears and open their eyes to be able to hear the word and get something that they need in Jesus' name. And we just thank you and yes, praise Lord. you for the opportunity. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, so... And actually, two weeks from Wednesday, we're going to start a brand new thing called the core class. And we're going to have it for three weeks. 
and we are going to start out from 5 to 5.45, and we'll have dinner. So y'all who don't want to ha go home, you can come here, have dinner, and be able to enjoy the course. Wait, and do they have to stay afterwards? Yes. For the course? <laughs> well, hey, you come, know some of these people I would know, come just I know. to eat. And, you know, there's, an alter there's a motive for that, because I know what happens is you go home on Wednesday nights, you eat, and you get so comfortable you don't want to go out of the house. So I'm making it hard on you. You're going to come here and eat. And then I go to class, then you go home and relax. Then you're going to sit here and listen to us teach, and you're going to be going, oh, I'm no. so tired. So at though. 6, six o'clock, we'll start our class, and we're going to get to know you, you're going to get to know us, and we're going to learn together. And we want to take some time to understand and practice God's Word. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a a friend sharpens a friend. You know, can I stop just for a second? Sure. <laughs> Usually when, I, when I've read this, and I, I don't know, it's probably King James, maybe NIV, and it says, as one man sharpens another. And when I read this in the NLT, I thought, man, this is more appropriate for today because this is, this is what we want to do with this core class. Friends are going to sharpen friends. What's that mean? That you're going to participate, all right? And we're not going to make you, but we want you to interject. We want to sharpen each other. And I know a lot of you have some good studies behind you. And we, hopefully you can come to the core class and help us as we go through this. It should be fun. So come and join us. Um, if you're going to partake in the meal, just sign up at the guest services so we know how many we're going to have. That's it? That's it. All right. Because we're, we're talking about We're talking about this. We're talking, talking, So talking. you may have <laughs> seen this on the wall somewhere. Begin, belong, believe. How many have seen it? How many have even paid attention to it lately? Right? It's been up there for quite a while now. <laughs> and we haven't done a whole lot with it. But this fall is the catalyst for this. Begin, belong, believe. And here's our theory with this. Most people don't come into the church saved at that, at that initial stage. They come with a whole bunch of questions. They're looking for answers, right? And what's the church supposed to do? Help them find the answers, exactly. And this begin, belong, believe, this is the, the process as we see it. We understand that most people aren't already born again when they come into the church. And, and I'm not saying that you weren't born again when you came here. Some of you were. However... For those newbies, as I'm calling them, people who don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, we need to make this church welcoming. And I heard some good things from some folks. we got a couple of pastors down here on the floor, uh, Kim and Judy. And uh, anyway, we were talking and they said, you guys greeted them like crazy on the way in. <laughs> and thanks for sharing that. But thank you for being friendly. That's what the hope is all about. When people come into this church, if they're brand new, how are they going to feel? They're going to feel like an outsider, right? We want to break that wall down as soon as they walk in the door. We want them to know that they can come in here. They don't have to be all cleaned up. That's what we're supposed to do. We're with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, we break down those walls and we help clean people up. But they don't have to come in here all perfect. Are there any perfect souls in this room today? Nobody better raise their hand. Because we know better. Right? So all you cranky people, come see me and I'll put you behind the scenes to do something. <laughs> One of the important things, though, with this Begin, Belong, Believe is that we understand there has to be different levels. And we're going to be providing those levels over this next year. So when people come in, if they happen to be born again, full of the Holy Ghost, and ready and raring to go, we're going to have an on-ramp for them. But if they're brand new, they're just seeking, they don't know anything about the Lord yet, we're going to have things for them too. And that's the beauty of this, is we want our church to begin ministering to everybody regardless of the level that they're at. So let's look at each stage of the BBB, and it's not Better Business Bureau, okay? It's 
Say it with me. Begin, Begin belong, believe. believe. And we'll explain this because some of you are probably going, uh, why is it begin, belong, believe? Shouldn't it be believe, begin, belong? Or begin, believe, belong? Well, we're going to explain <laughs> that. So what about the begin? I've mentioned this before, but not everybody that comes through the door is already born again. They don't know Christ yet. Through the born-again experience, even though we understand that being born again is fundamental, right? That's, that's square one with Jesus. You need to be born again before you can really move on. But the church doesn't necessarily require that, do we? We want people to be able to come in here who aren't yet born again. How many like to see... Oh, you shouldn't be looking. How many like it when people raise their hand for salvation when we do those altar Absolutely. responses? What does that mean when that person does that? When they make a decision for Jesus and they raise their hand, whatever the, the minister asks to have done at that point, whatever is appropriate, what happens? Thank you. The angels, the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice over every sinner that comes to Christ. You realize that? So what should the church, what should our emphasis be to see people come unto the Lord? Amen. But this begin process, and, and this is where it's a little bit different. We understand that we have got to be open to these people when they come in and start asking their questions. What do a lot of us mature Christians like to do? When somebody asks us a question, we level them with Scripture. Right? Sometimes we blow them up, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, and I'm asking you this, I'm asking our church this, the people of the hope, I'm asking you to extend grace Hello? <laughs> you need to walk in grace with these new people that are going to be coming into this church. When folks find out, hey, you can go to that Hope Church and you can ask questions, they're going to come. Because people want to know. They want to know, why is this world unraveling? Why is there so much lunacy going on around us? They need answers, and we have them. But when they walk through those doors, we've got to be extremely cautious because they're babies. They're babies in the Lord. And the Lord wants us to take those little babies. It's like you don't take your baby and expect him to walk. Right? Well, maybe Troy Well, Troy does. might. <laughs> no. For the first year or so, you've got to help that little dude everywhere he goes. And it's the same with these baby not necessarily believers, but these people who want to know but don't yet have that foundation. They haven't committed to Jesus yet. Does that make sense? So what do we do? We welcome them, and when we answer their questions, we do it gently. We love them with our answers. All right? If somebody's in sin, we don't blow them up. Wow, you filthy, rotten, dirty sinner, what are you doing? No. That's, you never saw Jesus do that. He sat down there and drew in the sand. You, who is without sin, cast the first stone. Right? That's how we need to be. We need to be gentle. We need to be loving. We need to be caring. And we're asking you, let us, as we begin this process. Let us be a people who won't judge these new folks Amen. coming in. Regardless of how they look, how they act, we don't care. If they're here, praise God. Amen. Let's help them meet the Savior. All right? Is that, am I far enough? Here? Well, you didn't do any, say anything that's on here, but are you done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm do oh. It's okay. Do you want me to go there? Yeah, I'll do that real quick. One last little thing. Sorry, I got off my notes. This That's is what okay. happens. You go. <laughs> Just good. a reminder, though, when you think about how Jesus drew his disciples, did he go to them and say, hey, 
You got to be born, born again. What did he say? What was the first thing he said? Follow me. Come, follow me. In other words, come and watch me. Let me show you what I know. Let me show you how my Father in heaven has helped me. Amen. That's what we want to do with people. And that's why this beginning stage is so important that when folks come in at this stage, we've got to be so gentle with them and not expect too much. We need to expect something from them, but not too much. All right, now it's <laughs> okay. your turn. Well, before I get going, I just want you to know I've got this headset on, and it's not fitting my head because I love to do you this. You have tiny ears. I have teeny tiny ears. This is about one of the only things on my body that's tiny. But I have teeny tiny ears and I have teeny tiny wrists, just to let you know. But it's so hard because I can't get them on enough. To, anyway, I just thought I'd make that clear. There is something tiny on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, I get to talk about, Norm did begin, I get belong. So some, again, we're kind of hitting this point. Some come to the hope already seasoned, born again. They've been studying. Like a good steak. Like, seasoned. yeah, maybe they just moved here from a different area or they're looking for a church to get involved in. And others, again, might be right at the beginning stage having more questions than answers. Regardless of where you're at in your walk, we want you to come to this core class. We need everybody. Our intention is to make it as easy as possible for everyone to get plugged in. And newbie or lifelong learners, there's a place for everyone at the Hope. And this just brought me back when Pastor Norm and I first got saved and we, were, we ended up at the Spanish church with an interpreter and they finally said, you need to find an English church. <laughs> so they kind of told us about Mount Hope Church in Lansing. And the minute we walked into that church, Pastor Norm actually heard God say, welcome home. We immediately... When we walked into the foyer. When we walked into yeah. the doors, we felt that love. We felt that. And I remember we were so excited. We got involved in everything we could think of. Anything they offered, we were there. And that's kind of the excitement we want to build here. We just couldn't get enough can, of it. Can I tell them? This woman, so I worked afternoons, and, and I worked seven days a week at General Motors. So a lot of times I couldn't go to church with her. And that never kept her from going to church with all four boys. She had this little wagon this was before they have all those cool things. I got made fun today. of a lot. Can you and imagine? And she just <laughs> stair-stepped them in there, and I mean, you'd see her coming with her four little you kids. You would actually hear the squeak Coming to of Bible the wagon. study. Or two of them would be on her lap a lot of times in the class, but it didn't matter. She was hungry, right. and she wanted to learn right. whatever she could. Well, Mal Hope Lansing became our family. And you know, you have family members that are stinkers. But you love what? them anyway. What? Yeah, Here? yeah, yeah. No. I won't point out who they are, Junior. No, but, um, not Myron. You know, Myron's it doesn't matter because family's family, right? You don't walk out and say, well, I'm not going there anymore because so-and-so's a stinker. No, you love them <laughs> into the kingdom. You lavish them and you pray for them. You don't have to like everybody. What? The word never says you have to like everybody. It says you have to love everybody, but you don't have to like them. There's a big difference. Now, you're giving them license. Yeah. Really? We'll work, we'll work with it. But anyway, All right. um, but I just want to say people who get involved, people who come through these doors and want to be a part, they're the ones that grow. By being with a faith-filled family, you learn to trust in Jesus and each other. And the church should be a place where you have lifelong friends. And this, too, was one of the things that I look back and I just smile. I'll never forget it. Pastor Dave was preaching, and he looked at everybody, and he said, everybody look at your neighbors. If you don't know them, invite them out to, to lunch. That sounds like Pastor Roger. But you know what? Pastor Norm and I, even back then, we weren't really good about being social because we had the kids we and we still were. We, I know, I know. I wasn't <laughs> going to point that out. So Norman and I are like, oh, great. And we look over. Hi. <laughs> What's your name? 
It was John and Deb Felposh. They have become lifelong friends. They are amazing, and they've kept us lifted up even all, this, all these years that we've been to school and we've lived up here. When we see them, it's like, you know, that, there's that connection, like you've never been apart. And that's what God wants to do with you. So look to the left or right if you see somebody. <laughs> Make sure and connect with people. Connect, because going in and out these doors and not connecting, you're just watching a show. I don't mean that, but, you know, I want you here. But if you really want to see God move in your life, start getting involved. It's important that you realize Jesus didn't even, Jesus didn't just teach the disciples and the people around him. He gave them the opportunity to spread their wings and do ministry. Amen. That is what we want the Hope Church to be like. We want to let people spread their wings and discover what it means to serve God and to serve your church family, your people, his people. And to use their gifts. Yes. Everybody here has a gift, at least one. Some <laughs> of you are, you have all kinds of gifts. But you have at least one, and it's important that you figure out where you're supposed to use that gift. This church needs you. And don't think, well, they don't need me. We do we need do you. We do need you. There are people outside the church that aren't even here yet that need that gift that you have. So figure out what God wants to do with you at the Hope. Amen? Amen. So the last part of this is believe. It's pretty easy, right? How many believe? I believe. Say that with me. I believe. I believe. Well, everybody believes. Even the devil believes. Right? And what do you believe? What's important is you believe the right thing. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through him. What do you believe? Maybe you believe that when you open up your newspaper and you read your horoscope, that's going to happen that day. Ouch. <laughs> you know that's not true, right? If you want to know what's coming tomorrow, go into your prayer closet and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do I need to know? Don't read horoscopes. That's, you're wasting your time. Right? Amen. Come on. Believe. How many know it feels good to be a part of God's family? Look around this room. You know what? When we walked in here this morning and as people filtered in, I just kept getting this warm <laughs> feeling inside. Like, These are my friends. And many of you greeted me in your own way. You know, some of us, we got this thing. And, and we don't... I don't even have to talk to you. <laughs> and I just know you're my friend. You know, June, Junebug down here, she just knows. And she's got that smile on her face, and it just warms you up, right? Thanks, June. Thanks for that. <laughs> but we're family, and that's what's so important about church is that we're here to believe together. We're not in this alone. None of us are here by chance. This is where God put you. And if, if you're just showing up today, sorry guys, you're still a part of this, this church family because we're all going to live in the same place in heaven, right? We're all going to be in heaven together. So we might as well get used to each other on this side, right? Hopefully. As people come alongside us, as they watch how we live, how we do life, hopefully it's going to help guide them to the cross. They're going to see Jesus in us to the place where they say, I need what you have. That's what happened to me so many years ago when that Mexican, and I'm not being derogatory, he was a Mexican. His wife told me, he tried to tell me he was from Spain. And his wife, wife, she got that funny look on her face. And she goes, 
Jaime, you're a Mexican. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. He loved Jesus. And he told me about Jesus every stupid day. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and I'm just trying to do my job, smoking my cigarettes, cussing up a storm because I didn't know any better. Good Catholic boy that I was. That's how I was raised, sorry. And this guy just was relentless. You need to know Jesus. Whatever. Leave me alone. He, he always, he looked like June sometimes. <laughs> he, I'd see him coming. You, Jesse Duplantis, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> that man can grin. He, I mean, his teeth are like this big. <laughs> And Jaime would come down that aisle, and I'd see him coming. And I'm like, dude, just keep going. <laughs> now, he had to veer off and tell me about Jesus. For God so loved his son that he gave him for the world. And I'm like, who cares? But you know what? The day came when I was hurting. I was down. The world had kicked me one too many times, and I didn't know where to turn. And that big old grin's coming at me. And you know what? It, I, didn't, I don't remember why it even came out, because I didn't want it to. And I said, Jaime, tell me about Jesus. Yes! Amen. Were it not for him, for his example, for him living Jesus Christ at that time in his life, you would not have this pastor overseeing this church. Mm. <clears throat> it's because a man loved the Lord enough, even in the midst of, it was a pretty dark place in, at Oldsmobile back in the 70s. And even there, he let his light shine. And I knew it, and I wanted to be like him. Amen? That's how you and I, we need to live. Now, faith is what guides our belief, right? You have to have faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's impossible to please God without faith, according to Hebrews 11.6, right? So we have to have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So where do you get faith? If you don't have enough of it, where do you get it? Can I borrow this? Mm -hmm. Right here. Open, your, open that book up. Hear that? That's what it sounds like to have a paper Bible. <laughs> Maybe you have a digital copy. That's fine. Maybe you have your iPad, you have your, your iPhone or whatever, your Android. Get a Bible program on there and get into the Word of God. Feed your spirit. If you don't have enough faith, what's going to happen? Doubt's going to settle in, and you're going to end up walking away from the Lord. We need to help people that come into this church to learn to... Study the scriptures. Now when I say Bible, when I say scriptures, that's the same thing. The Bible is full of scripture. God's written word. And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. That's why every believer needs a strong faith base to stand on. And we at the Hope, we intend to help you with that. Everybody say amen. Amen. I love this. The Bible, say this with me, the Bible is as, as essential, essential to, to our spiritual growth as oxygen is to breathing. How many can agree with that? Do you think it's a coincidence that the one book that isn't allowed in the library today, <laughs> that isn't allowed in the schools today, that isn't allowed in a lot of workplaces today is the Bible, the Word of God. Why do you think that is? 
because we're in a battle. And Satan knows that if people ingest the Word of God, they will be stronger. Their faith will grow. And eventually, if they haven't already, they're going to put their trust in Jesus and what He did on the cross. That's truth. Right? Here's an example. 2 Timothy 3.16. Would you read this with me? All All Scripture scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I wanted to um, put the Scripture in because it's super important. Because I don't know, it doesn't matter where you are with your walk. There are times you are going to doubt. There are going to times that your faith is going to tank. And you have to have a starting place. You have to have something that when you don't know what to think, you, you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and coming back down, and you kind of want to give up. That's where faith comes in. And the only way you get that faith is by studying and being with like people that believe. But when this time happens, this is the verse that I go to and say, it doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what I think. The Word says, right here, all Scripture is God-breathed. And I've had people come and argue with me and say, well, prove it, prove it. I say, look, Everybody needs a starting point, and this is mine. This verse, this gives this whole word of God meaning for me to get answers. And I can guarantee you anything you're going through, any questions you have, can be answered in the word of God. Amen. And you know, I've heard people say this. What gives with the Bible? It was written by men. Why should I trust that? Right? How many have heard that people say that? A lot of people believe that today. The good news is, we're going to go a lot deeper than this in our core class uh, beginning September 21st. But for right now, the answer to that question, didn't men write the Bible? Well, it's really yes and no. All right? So let me, let me just show this. And you started it. 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Above all, everybody say above all. That means this is important, right? (laughs) It's up here. You must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. Or from human initiative. Are you with me? No. Those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit. And they spoke whatever they felt. (laughs) What? And they spoke from God. God used these men and women to write down what He wanted to tell us. So when you look at your Scriptures, look at them in a different way. Don't look at them like, ah, they're man-made. Well, they are in a sense, but God directed their pen when they wrote. Amen? So the next question that's asked a lot is, well, where did these scriptures come from? You know, God initiated the communication from the beginning, and he continues to do it today. So let's look at John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So according to John 1, the Word existed from the beginning of time. The Word was God. The Word is Jesus. 
So everybody say with me, Jesus is God's word. Jesus is the light. When, the, when Barb talked about John 1, the Logos, that is the word. <clears throat> that is Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the word. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is everything. <laughs> From the beginning, this says, He, God, created everything through His word. And nothing has changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's still the same today. Jesus is the Word. Everybody say that again. Jesus is the Word. John 1, 9. The one who is the true light. Who are we talking about? Thank you, you're getting it. Who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Woohoo! How cool is this? Yep. I want to be in the light like he in the light. I want to be in the stars in heaven. Oh Lord, be my light and be my salvation. All I want is to be light. Hey, what? I'm understanding why Pastor Roger hasn't invited you to come up and sing. <laughs> That's an old but, song and but, I love it. But <laughs> That's what this reminded me. I want to be in the light. You're cute while you sing it though. Thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure it tickles God's fancy. You know what's happening? God's up there going, hey, Jesus, come here. She's at it again. <laughs> okay, I'll be good, maybe. Yikes. Not only did God initiate communication with people. You realize that, right? We didn't go to God. God came to us. God started this whole thing. When people say there is no God, from the beginning, God communicated with you and me, with people, with Adam and Eve first, and then all of the families that followed. God wants a relationship with people. He does. And he started it. God loves us. So much so that he sent who? Jesus. Jesus God's one and only son in the flesh. Let's move on to verse 12. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And I've, I share this a lot, but just get this. To all who, what? Believe. Believe. Begin, belong. Believe. Believe. As soon as you believe, as soon as your heart begins to resonate for the things of God, once you realize you cannot live without Christ, He is the only way you're going to live. He is the only way you're going to get eternal life and live with Him in heaven forever. You have to believe first. And once you believe, what's it say? You become a child of God. How many kids are in this room today? How many children of God are in this room today? Let me put it like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Sadly, not everybody's hand went up. What's up with that? <laughs> Verse 13, they are reborn. That's that born again thing. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You can look that up. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Only God can reborn you <laughs> in the Spirit. All right? only God. But when you believe, everything changes. When, when Jaime brought Jesus to my doorstep or to my job site, and I believed my life changed God <laughs> for the good. And I have not been the same since. Thank God. <laughs> Without me going into all that other stuff. John... 114. So the Word became human. Who are we talking about? Jesus. Jesus. So the Word became human, and He made His home among us. How much did God love us? He loved us so much that He came and lived with us. That's pretty cool. How many other gods have done that? He came in the flesh. He came and He brought the presence of God with Him. And he lived with us, with his people. 
He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. You realize everything that is accomplished of value is done through Jesus. And God's glory shined on that man, the Son of Man, capital S. And then he went to the cross. Nobody understood it. His disciples were like, what? What do you mean you're not going to be with us anymore? What? He says, look, i got to do this. And, and what did Peter say? No, I won't let you. <laughs> and Jesus said, what? Get behind me. You know what, Peter, by morning, you're going to deny me three times. He's like, no way, Jesus. And of course we know God's a prophet. Jesus was a prophet. And whatever he says comes to pass, and it did. By morning, three times. And he denied him three times. But you know what's cool? Is when Peter did that, most of us, if we would have done it, we'd been so embarrassed, we would have never gone back. We never would have been around the other disciples because we failed. I love Peter because he was stubborn enough to say, hey, I made a mistake. I'm going to make it right now. I'm going to get better. And we all need to do that. When we make mistakes, when you screw up, you don't walk away from your church family and your 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 walk with Christ. What? It should, you you, it should make you grow stronger. And I know I have that stubborn streak. It's like, oh, I'm going to do better this time. And that's what we need to get in our spirit. Because when you do that, you grow stronger and your faith will grow. I thought you were going to say it and you didn't. Uh-oh. Get better, not bitter. <laughs> Who said that? Joyce Myers. I know Joyce Myers attributed to that. <laughs> Yeah, get better, not bitter. Look around this room. You may not know everybody in this room yet. Maybe you're new here today. Get to know us. Stick around a while. You know, Pastor Dave used to teach this. He said, if, if you're out looking for a church, what you need to do is you need to attend at least three weeks in a row because a lot of stuff can happen in between. You may get both pastors on one Sunday, <laughs> and the next you won't. Whatever. It may be one of those Sundays where things just don't go right, and sometimes that happens too, right? Give it whatever church you attend, whatever church you're trying to look at as a possible future home for your family. Give it at least three, maybe four weeks so that you can kind of see the continuity and you can get the spirit, generally speaking, of what's, what's resonating in that church. What do they really believe? How do they respond to people? How do they love others? And so on. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and you need to tell people that, that are church hopping. You know, don't just go once, because you may end up getting the new guy. We went to, <laughs> I went to hear a friend of mine uh, on our sabbatical at a different city, and we get there, and of course, somebody else spoke. And I'm like, ah. It was good, though. It was still good, but, you know, it just wasn't the same, because <laughs> I wanted to hear the other guy. Anyhow. So as we begin to close, everybody say, yay. we are a god-fearing bible believing spirit-filled church here amen Amen. and as your pastors our plan for the hope is to teach you the bible in ways that will help you live for the lord and reach others with the gospel with what jesus has done in your life. Amen. Though I'm just mentioning this today, I've said it many times before, our whole goal here at The Hope, and it's kind of on that uh, little thing over there, helping others prepare for eternity. The hope. Helping others prepare for eternity. Our goal is to make disciples who make disciples. That's what Jesus did. That's what he told us to do. Right? In Matthew 28, verse 19 through 21, go and make disciples of everybody. (laughs) Right? All nations. Everybody. Baptizing them in the name. What name? Of 
the Father, Son, the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. And commanding them to obey all the all the things that I've taught you. And where do we find the all those things? Right here. These are the say that. This is the all. This is where you find the all those things. So if you're struggling, what do you do? Well, I'm going to go home because I'm really hurt today and I'm going to binge on Netflix. That'll help me. <laughs> Hello? Is that right? What is that? That's, you said it before, stinking thinking. <laughs> that is not going to help you binging on Netflix. But when you get God's word in you, <laughs> It does not return void. Good is going to come from every little morsel that you ingest spiritually. Your eyes see it, it goes into your heart, and it becomes part of you. And when you're struggling somewhere down the road, that word's going to come back. And you're going to be reminded, greater is he that is in me. When the devil's trying to kick your behind, Greater is he that is in me than the one that lives in this world. If God is for me, what can man do? And you, by planting that in your spirit, your faith is going to shoot up. And when the devil's trying to get you to doubt, you're going to look at him and you're just going to say, Get behind me, Lucifer. You can't touch me. I am a child of God. That's Hallelujah. Right. That's Hallelujah. Right. Amen. So your part is to make a commitment to learn with us. Do you part by reading the scriptures? We like to say eating them. Get them in your heart. Memorize them. Apply them to your life. And you know what really, really helps? I see Sarah, she was down here taking, Mary's taking notes. Taking notes. Take, bring your Bible in and take notes. I learned it from my great aunt. When she passed away, I went down to Florida to her home and I, I got her Bible out. And she had almost like a diary. Certain date, I was such and such. I learned this on a certain date. So I started doing it. And I have notes in my Bible. That's important. Read the Word. Spend more time getting to know the love of God. And just as important, taking the time to love others like Christ loves you. You know, we need to be the answer for those that are hurting and have nowhere to turn. Don't you want to be that person that is able to put your arms around somebody and see their whole life change in front of you because you gave them the opportunity to share Jesus? There's nothing more important. And every day you have that opportunity. It's right in front of you. So today, if you're feeling disappointed, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you just feel stuck, like you just don't know what to do next, or you just want to learn more about Jesus, you know, as much as I've read the Word, I thought, you know, when I went to Bible college, I was going to have it all. I, that would be it. I had, I had come to the place I needed to be. And the more classes I took, the more I realized I needed to learn more. You never stop learning. If you feel like, I don't need to read it, I know it, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. I've read the Bible through once. <laughs> so, I've heard people say that. That's the good thing about joining this core class is we're going to learn together no matter where we're at and we'll be able to reach more. And that's our whole goal. So today, if that's you, we want to pray for you. We want you to get jump-started. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with us? Hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully you're beginning to understand what we see, what I believe God is trying to do with our church, to be a welcoming community of faith. 
where people can come in here, get answers to their questions, not be judged harshly. I mean, we still need to judge. There are times when you have to say something, but when you do, you say it in what? Love. You know, again, I've heard of the horror stories where somebody walks into a church, they find out the person sinned, and they boot them. It's like, that was probably the only good person in the church. <laughs> I mean, that's just pastor speaking here, but come on. Let's welcome these folks, the sinners, the broken, the folks that don't know Jesus yet. That's our job. Let them see Jesus on you. Let them get a whiff of... You know, the Bible says we have the aroma of Christ. We smell good in a spiritual sense. Don't be sniffing your armpits. It's because of the Lord, not because of anything that we have or have done. It's be, well, it is. We believed. But after that, it's all Him. <laughs> right? Amen. Are you willing to do what it takes? God wants to do something here. And I think it's going to be global eventually. But I, I'm, I'm getting connections. I, I'm having people write me saying, hey, something's coming. God's going to do something big in a big way in Gaylord, little teeny Gaylord. And I want to be ready. Amen. I want you to be ready. Are you with us? Amen. All right. All right. You want to begin let's, to close? Let's pray. Lord, I, again, I reach out to those today that maybe they don't know you and they want to give their heart to you. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, let them say yes. That's all it takes to begin this journey is to say yes to Jesus. And then you can begin, belong, and believe. And Father God, for those that are hurting that know you, God, just strengthen them today. Give them that jump start that they need and for those that are just doing awesome I just pray the Holy Spirit just ramps it up in their life help us each one of us today to walk out of here feeling closer to you and God we give it all to you today we thank you and we praise you and we look forward to see what you're going to do next in our lives in our church and we just want to praise you today and say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just again, we, we release this body of believers into the world to draw more people in and to do it with a smile on their face. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God you. bless. Thank you for coming. God bless you.